Welcome back, everybody, to Galaxy RPG and to the first episode of Ghosts of the Empire. Uh, yeah, it's actually it's just all ghosts. You guys are gonna be galactic Ghostbusters. Wouldn't that be a fucking campaign? Can I uh, can I be the ghosts of Maul just haunting the shit out of Obi Wan? That's really overpowered. No. <laughs> Hi, I'm new. Yes, this is James. Uh, new to the podcast. My brother-in-law and my beautiful wife Gina. What's up? Um, so we'll start the way any good Star Wars starts. A long time ago. I hate you. In a galaxy far, far away. <clears throat> War once again engulfs the galaxy. The New Republic faces a resurgent threat as the Imperial Remnant seeks to reclaim its dominion over the free systems. As chaos reigns, the former Grand Vizier, Mazameda, having fled to the serene planet of Naboo, has boldly proclaimed himself Imperator. This calculated move plunges the galaxy further into turmoil, leaving both the New Republic and the Imperial Remnant racing to secure their power bases. Meanwhile, on the desolate world of Utapau, a glimmer of hope emerges. Two unlikely heroes rise from the unforgiving sands to challenge the rising darkness. actually just me reading for the next two hours that was very dramatic can you not do that again <laughs> now every episode is going to start God with a... damn it so we pan is cursing allowed? Is cursing... yes cursing is allowed so we pan down through let me the... say a prayer no we pan down through the brown gray clouds of the dusty world of Utapau. uh its surface dotted with the smokestacks of imperial refineries. Uh, this place has seen better days in the sense that uh, it was uh, a lot less industrialized back during the Clone Wars. Um, but the Empire does what it does best. Ruins everything. Um, and as we pan down uh, to the capital of Utapau, Pau City, I know, very original. Thank you, George Lucas. Um, we end up on level nine, which is closest, or not the closest, but one of the lower levels of Pow City, uh, closest to the like mining and industrial levels. So kind of um, seedier than the wealthier uh, upper levels. And uh, what would Dathis be doing right now? It is kind of, the area you're in is kind of, if you could imagine, um, uh, what's the word? Kind of like the, uh, uh, like more markety districts of the seedier areas of New York City. Like there are like food stalls and uh, like vendors out and about, but it is, a little bit after midday, so it's at that point where things have kind of died down a bit. There are still some people milling about, um, but you are in the, uh, there's a, after the Empire took control, there is a very stark both wealth gap as well as uh, the upper levels are where most of the human inhabitants of Utapau now live, whereas uh, the non-native Palins 
any other aliens live closer to the bottom levels of Pow City. So you are in the more cosmopolitan area, but it's kind of dirty and dingy and not the greatest part of town. Okay. Um, honestly, um, I'd just be, you know, just going about daily business. Probably going to the shops, getting what getting I Getting a little bowl of noodles. Yeah, you know, not really comfortable in this environment. And so I'm just, you know, keeping my head down, keeping quiet. Okay. Um, and Ace, what would you be doing at a time like this? Is there a bar nearby? Um, not only are there bars nearby, there, there are... There are only bars nearby. <laughs> There are, they don't have any kind of, especially in these lower levels, um, like, um, open container laws are not really a thing, um, in Pow City. Um, so there are, like, um, uh, not, like, full food trucks, but, like, those, like, little hot dog carts you'd see in the city, where people just, they have just, like, a, a moving cart that is refrigerated, with just like bottles of spotchka and different types of ale and stuff that they're just selling on the street. Okay, I'm gonna go up to one of those. Okay. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, so you walk up to this kind of umbrellaed uh, liquor cart, um, and there is uh, this kind of old, wrinkle-faced Ardenian. Um, if you remember Rio from Solo, this kind of like blue. Uh, primate with forearms, except he's wearing like a like dirty, like button down shirt with the buttons down a little bit too far, uh, and like um, like a visor, um, and these very small glasses at the tip of his little primate nose, uh, and he climbs up onto the stool. He was like counting money uh, in the like little change box below the cart. And he's like, hey, what can I get for you? Give me your cheapest, strongest drink. That tracks. All right. Uh, and he opens up the little thing, and he pulls out just this very, um, what would be equivalent? It's it's uh, it's called Starlight, it, and it's not even a full bottle. It's just a little, like, 12-ounce can of... Piss water. It's essentially piss water. Uh, and he's like, alright, that's gonna be ten credits. Alright, pleasure doing business with you. Okay, I'm gonna start drinking it. Okay. So you're kind of just meandering. Yeah, swaggering down the street. You've got your sword slung on your back and your blaster holstered. You've got, like, your little, uh, flight suit that you've got on. And, um, you're just cracking the can drinking some booze, um, as, uh, you walk past, like, a, like, a little noodle cart, um, uh, what does Dathis look like? Um, well, she's, um, she looks human, obviously, but, um, she's got a, um, like, just a piece of fabric tied around like, it looks like a headband that slipped down to her nose, pretty much, basically. Like, a fabric headband, just covering her eyes. Okay. And, like, you have the environmental armor, so it's very much like a, um, 
like a slightly armored, lots of pockets, got a utility belt on with like all of your usual tools that you would need for long treks through the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got your scatter gun slung on your shoulder and your blaster holstered. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see this, I think they're like five foot two, like five foot two, yeah, yeah, ferret, just in a like a like a dirty orange short sleeve flight suit. I see or I sense. You sense, yeah. The the, the it's way, gonna be hard for you to yeah. not say that. The way it kind of works, or at least it, it has the times we've seen it in like is legend stuff. Mind? Mm-hmm. Um, is like it's kind of like how Daredevil sees. Yeah. Where like yeah. you get a general outline, you don't really get like color or anything. Um, but you do get like a general like aura. Yeah. Um, and just a fair walk down the street. Immediately, I was rushing uh, as you kind of uh, look in uh, Ace's direction. There's that moment of um, almost like if you remember in Into the Spider Verse when uh, uh, sixteen ten Peter Parker and Miles meet for the first time, and both of their spider senses go off. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of like they're out of sync for a moment, and then they sync up. There's this moment where you guys kind of lock eyes, or where your eyes would be anyway. And there's like this, um, this like vibration coming from each of you that kind of comes Are in. Are we sync. both force sensitive? Uh, yes. Ah, so gotcha. Um, Ace, you would probably know a little bit less about generally what the force is um just it's a weird fuzziness in my brain yes mm-hmm. um and for you it thought was, i just had schizophrenia <laughs> because you uh you are from your home world yes yeah so it's always been this thing if it, it very much feels like almost like the different currents of the ocean hmm. um and you would know that for a good portion of your existence it always felt like, uh, because h- how old it, would you say Ace is? I'm probably like probably, mid-20s? Yeah, I'd say 25, 26. Okay. I'm going to put that down. Um, 26. That's so, um, you've spent a good portion of your life living under the rule of the Empire. Um, so for a good portion of your life, it's always felt like like you were swimming against a current. Like you were deep below the water, everything's dark, you can't tell up from down, and you're swimming against a current. Um, And then, like, all of a sudden, like, five years ago, that current kind of slowed down, and you were able to kind of start to get above it. That's how I would describe the clearest sense you've gotten of what the Force is. Um, But as you guys have this moment of... uh, connection um you hear some yelling from a close by alley um and uh it sounds i mean you guys have been around street fights before it's not like that surprising um but then you hear a single blaster shot ring out and everybody else around you kind of has that moment of like i don't know it's not my business and just keeps moving. Um, But the noise immediately becomes hushed in the alley. What do you do? 
crush the can, chuck it, and run towards the alley. Okay. I'm going to follow, but I'm going much more cautiously. Okay. Um, I'm gonna have my blaster ready as I'm running down. I'm not. I'm not pulling it out. Okay. But I have it. You're my hand on it, and as I'm running towards that alley. Okay. Um. So you reach the alley, and um. You see, uh, it's not uh, or most of the like buildings and businesses in in Pow City are built into or carved out of the rock of the sinkhole. Um. So this alley, like it doesn't branch out. It just kind of comes to an end. This is mostly just for the two bordering businesses to use for, like, trash and, you know, deliveries and such like that. So there's no way out other than... Correct. Alright. Um, uh, but about halfway down the alley, the alley's about, like, 40 feet deep, um, you see, uh, five individuals, all in, like, matching, like, either leather vests or leather jackets, um that you immediately recognize um, as a group called The Chosen. Um, they are a loose group. Officially, they're like a, they're a swoop gang, technically, but if you could imagine like a mix between like British, like prep school jocks. Oh God. And like 50s greasers. Oh God. Um, but you know that these are like, um, they're very humanocentrist. They're 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 human supremacists, essentially, and like they have different um, individual groups on many different planets, and they've only been growing the past like five years after the empire fell, with a lot of like uh, ex imperials who didn't want to like sign up with a warlord or anything like that. The ones that are the most like you know fuck these aliens, <laughs> like I just want to cause some havoc have joined up with the Chosen. So it's a mix of, like, very xenophobic, like, rich human individuals and actual ex-military, ex-imperial soldiers. Um, but, uh, like, their symbol, and this is not going to be very subtle, but is very much um, a... It's like a, a bird with wings outstretched, uh, and in its talons, it's holding the Imperial Roundel, the, the, the Imperial Cog. Um, oh, that, that uh, rings a bell. But you see uh, past them, slouched against the side wall of the alley, um, is a, uh, looks like a Rodian male, um, in what looks like, just like a simple... Almost like, uh, if you could imagine, like, what Luke wears on Bespin. That kind of, like, beige, like, jumpsuit. Um, and very obviously there's a blaster wound in the chest that is still smoking. Um, Ace, you kind of just came running into the alley. So as you kind of skid around the corner, um, these five chosen thugs kind of turn and you see the one that is very obviously the leader um just this kind of like tall square jawed blonde slicked back hair um flanked by a couple miscellaneous they're all human obviously and you kind of take a couple steps into the alley uh daff you kind of are kind of still at the like corner entrance to the alley so you can see all of this 
but see. Yeah. He's not, we're just going to assume he means I see it the way that yes. I foresee it. You're going to have a real uh, hard time whenever there is um, non-organic life forms. But um, So all they see at this point. Actually, uh, give me a, a stealth roll. Me? Yeah. Uh, it's just going to be two purple. But I'm so sorry. It's been so long since I played. Um, so then since I have one rank, that would be... Two green uh, and a... You have three in agility and one rank in stealth? Yeah. Yeah, so it would be one yellow and two green. Okay. And then two purple and then one failure, one threat. Okay. Oh, God. So <laughs> as these thugs kind of turn around, uh, Ace is the most obvious target. He's kind of standing there in the center of the alley, hand on his blaster. But at least a few of these thugs see your blindfolded head kind of peeking around the corner. Um, and the lead guy's like, well, we have another undesirable. Why don't you move along to whatever hovel you crawled out of and uh, we won't uh, make your day any worse than it is. <sighs> Listen, man, I don't know what crawled up your ass, but today's not the day. <laughs> Listen, I'm feeling in a good mood. We've already got one today. So I'm going to forget that you talked back to me and give you a chance to walk away. If not, well... And he kind of like gestures to either side of the two other guys that are on either side of him. Um, and they all either like... Like two of them have like batons. One of them has a blaster. He has a blaster himself that is drawn. And the other guy just has like two knives that he's like menacingly. How far away am I from these guys? They're about halfway down. You're still kind of in the beginning of the alley, so um, it's like twenty feet. Uh, so I think that's um, short range. Let me just let me check my Google Doc. Twenty feet is, I think, yeah, short range. Yeah, short is between fifteen and thirty feet. How far am I? Um, you're at the same. You're only a little bit behind where Ace is. Okay, then I have my scatter gun ready now. Okay. Well, run along. You two back there. Don't think we didn't see you. I'm gonna draw my gun and shoot. <laughs> okay. So we're gonna roll initiative. Um, How do I do initiative again? So, yeah, same. Um, this would be cool. You're gonna roll against no purples. So, uh... PS, which would be presence, so I have one. So it's one yellow and a green? No. So um, this is how many ranks you have. Okay. Um, so that is how many. You always go. Uh, the higher number is however many dice total you have. So for instance, like your ranged light, uh, your agility is three. So you're always going to have three dice. Um, unless you, like... But my presence for cool is one, yes. but I also have a point so, one. Yes. So, that's... so you have one dice, because rolls with that one, and it's a yellow, yes, because it gets upgraded by having many skill points. Okay, so, and um, you just roll that? that? Yeah, you just roll that. A success and an advantage. Okay. Poor success. Well, then we're on the same team. And unless you're about to shoot the same, me in the ass. So, is, is it we go in order, or because we're on the same team, we can choose who goes first? So, yes, so you guys, uh, once I roll for the uh, bad guys, um, you guys can choose per right. round. So, like, if you guys get 
first initiative slot, second initiative slot, uh, or first and then third, let's say. The first time around, you you could be like, oh, I want to take the first spot and do your thing. And then you've already gone, so you can't take the second one again. But once both of those spots are used, when it comes back around again, James, you could be like, I want to take the first spot this time because I have an idea and take the first spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me roll for these guys. The first enemies, they can't be that hard. You don't have Tyler. Tyler killed me in the last game. Oh, that's fun. And if you not remember, um, call Cthulhu. Yeah, I remember dying. I mean, that's the whole point, I guess. Well, I mean, technically, that was the second run. And to be fair, we both died at the end of that. Yeah. I mean, you died twice, but it's okay. Well, I did something stupid, so I deserve to die. Does this count as stupid? Probably not. It's the very first encounter. I probably two against won't. five? Maybe not the best. Only two know. of them have blasters, and you have a shotgun around the corner. Okay, I um, have a scatter gun. What it's a shotgun. Like I got a success and an advantage. She got four successes. I got four successes. Okay. Okay. So, uh, uh, the initiative goes the thugs, so that's the four like littler guys. Uh, then party slot. Oh, so they're, um, they, they count as one slot? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. So they don't get they're any slot. They're mobs, I get it, okay. Yeah, they act together. They're minions. Um, so... Shocker knife at me completely miss. Uh, the minions, well, party nice. slot, then the thug leader, and then party slot. Um, so, Ace, you're kind of in the middle there. Um, so, I'm, I'm the first party slot? No, no you, they're gonna attack you. Oh. Because you're, you're further up than I am. If you want the first slot because you're in the middle already... I would appreciate yeah, it very I much. I so. And also it. because you have a shotgun. And you don't out. want to be in the middle of it. I won't shoot you, I promise. I really hope not. I mean, unless I get a really, really, really bad roll. I would hope not. Because Tyler will go like this. <laughs> Evil. Death on the first five minutes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tyler tries to play the nice guy, but really he's insane. Okay, so uh, you are going to take eight damage. What the fudge? Uh, obviously, you were, you um, decrease it by your soak, so that's six. Um, so so you, just write six. Yeah. Oh, did my armor have Damn. soak? I can't remember. Uh, it did. Yeah, yes. one. I forgot to write um, it down. They also uh, uh, rolled a they crit. Um, oh, fantastic! So um, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I told you he's evil. If I die, I'm walking away from the table, Tyler. I'm not playing anymore. It's very hard to die in this. So yay! I'll be passed out as they beat the shit out of me. I have an emergency med pack, so don't worry. Okay. You don't know me. Maybe my physiology. Words hard. You don't know my character yet, but my character is very zen. I believe that. Sure. I believe that all life. I'm a ferret. Is worthwhile. I'm a ferret. That doesn't matter to me. Okay, that's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Um, so there should be a spot. Yeah. Um, so. Critical injuries. Yes. Uh, so you, you break can, my uh, fucking legs. Uh, no. So. Uh, <laughs> um, you can put. Uh, there, uh, in description, uh, winded. Oh. Um, and severity, you can put two. 
Um, so that means um, until the end of the encounter, which means until you guys beat these guys or they run away or you run away. Um, I'd like to run away now. You cannot voluntarily suffer strain. So essentially, um, just to refresh you because we haven't played this in a while, um, in combat you get a action, a maneuver, and then incidentals, however many I deem is reasonable. Um, but you can suffer two strain to take a second maneuver. So if you wanted to like move twice, you could do that. You just have to suffer strain. And there are also some talents. So I just can't voluntarily correct suffer strain. Yeah. Okay. So you, can, you only you are limited to whatever you get without suffering strain. Okay. Um, but so essentially, uh, one of the guys, uh, the one of the thugs that has a blaster, um, fires and like wings you in the stomach, and like knocks the wind out of you, and like it hits a padded part of your flight suit. Um, so it like definitely singes like through a bit but it doesn't damage you as much as you know you're not dead but it does definitely okay. like, knock the wind so out. what is this role that i am getting to attack this motherfucker okay so if you're taking the next party slot uh, are you attacking the minion group or are you attacking the, the main group? guy because okay. i'm assuming if we kill the main guy the minions will go oh no um so if you're attacking the lead guy um then uh, it would be, you're using your blaster. Yeah. So, uh, what is your ranks in range light? Uh, it's two, and I have, because it's agility, at three, so it's three green. So it's three green, and then you upgrade two of them to yellows. Wait, why? Because you have two ranks. Oh, okay. So, the bigger number always determines how many dice total. The lower number determines how many of those you turn from green dice to yellow dice. Gotcha. Um... And it always works, bigger number, smaller number, doesn't matter, it's a stellar characteristic. So if you had, like, three agility, but you had five in ranged light, then you would have five dice total and upgrade three of them. Gotcha. Um, and it's okay. short range, so it's just uh, one purple. One success, one advantage. Okay. And your uh, blaster does how much damage? And five and dash four for crit. Okay. So, and so I don't think crit. I crit, so five. Um, Okay, so he definitely looks hurt. Um, all right. Uh, then it is his turn, uh, and uh, you're still the center target, so he's gonna fire at you. I have no choice. <laughs> I know. Um. Uh, so do I do a roll to evade or? Uh, no, he's just gonna roll to attack. Can I do the shimmy shammies to make it hard to hit me? The shimmy shammies? Uh, I did musical theater for three years. You're not catching me. Jazz hands! Shoots me right in the mouth. <laughs> um, so, uh, you took that first shot. You fired back um, at the lead guy, and you hit him right in the shoulder as he was going to fire back at you, and it throws his aim off. And you're able to kind of duck under as the blaster bolt whizzes over your shoulder and just kind of disappears across the other side of the sinkhole. Um, Some dude good. all the way across. What uh, the I hell? Got my scatter gun. Oh, <laughs> I got my scatter gun. Do I have a clear enough shot that I could avoid hitting him? Um, yes. Okay, then I will be shooting. Wings me in the arm, knocks my ass out. And I'm sorry. I would be. 
So you have how many ranks in its range heavy, right? It's range heavy, so I have, so that'd be a yellow and two green, right? Yes. And then, what's the difficulty? Um, it's short range, so it's just one purple. And what specials does uh, your scattergun have? Blast five, knockdown, and vicious one. Okay. Three success. Three success? Okay. How much damage? Um, seven. Seven. Okay, so ten total. And you are attacking the big guy or the minion group? The big guy. Okay. So, uh, he misses that shot. You come around the corner with your scatter gun out, and this guy flies back a solid five feet, getting hit in the chest with, with essentially like a fletchet round, and hits the ground, bleeding from the chest out. Run along now, boys. The problem is the next is the thugs. Wait, the thugs are next? Yeah, because Wait, don't we roll initiative again, or? No. No, no it's, the party it's slots the say the same. It's just when it comes back around to that first party slot, you guys can decide which one of you wants to go first. Yeah. Right. It's to allow you to kind of like. If they still focus me and not run away, I would also like it again, please. Okay. To take your sword out and sweep all. Yeah, them. that's exactly what I was gonna do. I was gonna whip my sword out, sword out and stab one of them. They're gonna try and fire at Dathis because she just blew away their leader, and she has cover, so she's gonna get some bonus to that. And they miss. Um, How close are they now? Are they any closer? Um, they've now? moved a little bit forward because some of them have melee weapons. So they went to kind of like intercept you and also move around the corner to get to her. Um, but they, their action was used for the guy with the blaster to try and shoot at Daphis. So um, they, the guys with that are in melee are now within engaged range to you. Okay, um, I would like to pull out my Cortosis sword and cut one of them. I'm gonna cut ya. I'm gonna cut ya. Um, I'm gonna bleed. So uh, how many ranks so, in melee do you have? Uh, melee is uh, zero, but okay. I have a blip in it. Okay, so that means it's a career skill. So that just means when you want to spend XP on it, it costs less XP. Okay, so it's and skill. it's a brawl, so I just have two green. Yes. Um... So, uh, engaged is two purple. Um, also, and I completely forgot about this, before you roll that roll, um, force dice for oh. destiny points. That's just... Uh, one of the white dice. That's um, all. You can roll two, so James doesn't have to get rid of his dice pool. I already did. Okay. So then, uh, you both just roll one of the white dice. One dark side. One dark side. Okay. So I was going to say you have destiny points that you can use, but you don't. Um, um, I got nothing. Okay. So the way we do it on the podcast, uh, add a blue and a black dice to it, and then roll it again. <laughs> what did you get? Two threats. Okay. So um, you go in, you essentially, three of the four guys have melee weapons. So... You don't hit any of them. You're just kind of in, just like clashing with these three guys, two of which are coming at you with like batons, and the other guy's just sitting there with his knives, like, <laughs> but also he's got knives, so he's just like trying to stab at you, and you're just like, stop it, fucking go away. Um, uh, but the thug leader is dead, so uh, it goes back, it goes to... back to uh, the party slot. So, Daphis, you're up. So, I'm gonna scatter shot again. Okay. Um, Obviously, the thugs. So, one failure and four advantages. Okay. So, you shoot me right in the back. Just, I'm fighting one guy. And... So, technically, you have four advantages. So, you can turn that into 
a uh, triumph, mm -hmm. which doesn't make you succeed because it would just cancel out the one failure you have, which is still no no successes, but is a triumph. But your thing has blast. So um, how much um, damage, uh, what is the number next to blast? Five. Okay. So essentially um, the way blast works is usually you would um, uh, activate it with two advantages or a triumph. And you don't need to hit to activate blast uh, because especially for like the scatter gun, mm -hmm. it's the Irreep effect. Yeah, it's 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 to represent the spread of the shot. Um, so you would just do five damage base, no, like not modified by anything, just five flat to um, like if you succeeded on the attack roll, you would do your damage plus successes, activate blast. Do another five to the guy you attacked, plus five to anybody in engaged range with them. Mm -hmm. um, but even though you missed, you could still do a flat five damage to everybody in the group. Okay. Um, so doesn't kill anybody, but you wounded a good portion of them. They take some shrapnel as the scatter gun goes off. Um, it's their turn. They're gonna try and. Murder me. Beat you. Shot a single shot at you. They don't have anything. Well, they shot to me last time, so. Yeah, and one. you have your sword out, so you have defensive as well. Yeah. You're right in the middle, buddy. Uh, so they failed. Uh, so they continue to try and get a, an attack in, but you're creating a good defensive screen with your sword. Uh, just this little, tiny, furry, whirling dervish. I'm again going to try and stab the hell out of one of them. Okay. I know the role. So here's man. the thing, too, is with um, minion groups, um, they don't have individual health. They have a health pool. Um, so because you're attacking them, if you do enough damage, you can take out multiple ones at a time. Um, just to let you know. And if you get a crit... Um, you don't roll on the crit chart like you would for, like, if somebody rolled a crit against you or if you rolled a crit against, say, the leader. Um, crits are just instant kills for individual minions. Gotcha. One advantage. Uh, okay. Um, so, uh... I you, hate my life. Uh, aren't able to do any damage, but, uh, you do create an opening for Dathis, so you're gonna get a boost on your next roll. Yeah, so that's a blue, right? Yeah. Two advantages. <laughs> but I can turn two advantages into... Uh, yeah, you can activate Blast again. Yeah, so I'm going to activate Blast again. Okay. Um, so now you do take out, with the just spread of the scatter shot. you take out one of the... Um, We're doing something. It's slow, but it's happening. happening. Um, uh, at this point, because you're still kind of at that corner... Um, the people that were on the street, I mean, it wasn't busy already, but the people on the street are kind of, at this point, like, alright, we're getting out of here. And even the closest, like, that noodle cart you were at, the guy that runs it has put all of his utensils into the cart, closed the cart, put the umbrella down, and is now pushing the repulsor cart away. Um, uh, but it's back to the top, so the folks are gonna try and get you now. Um, Come on, we gotta loot some bodies. Let's get this going. I know, I'm trying! <laughs> don't worry, I have a plan. If I don't die, they failed again because they're rolling two green against two purple and a uh, setback dice. So All right, you're up. so 
I'm as I'm swinging, making a defensive field. I'm gonna back up, do the, and then pull my gun and shoot him. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so what is it uh, negative for the gun? Um, just one purple. Uh, two success, one triumph. <laughs> okay. So how much damage does your boss do? Five, right? Uh, five. Okay. And then I triumph is a crit, right? Uh, yes. So that's an insta kill on one of them. Um, and you did enough damage to kill another one. So there are three left um, before you back up, draw your blaster, and you just fire two shots into the group, um, and two more go down. So now it's just the one guy left. Um, I'm going to make him make a fear roll, which I don't think he's going to succeed at. Um, they do have cool. If you um, don't kill him, I'm stabbing him <laughs> to death. Um... Because now, if, can I get, uh, so just as a forward, if she doesn't kill him and he doesn't run away, because if he's focused on her, can I get an advantage in stabbing him in the ass because he got his back to me? Potentially. I mean, he's not um, back to you, I thought. I mean, he's kind of just turned away. Um, so at this point, he the, the final guy left is the guy that had the blaster, right? So he's a little bit uh, away from you. Um, cause he stayed back to chuck my sword at him. Um, he sees his Ow. leader dead. He sees his three other friends dead. Um, and he chucks his blaster on the ground, runs to the back alley, uh, to the back of the alley. And like, there's a dumpster back there. Um, and there's a bit of an overhang carved out, uh, above both of the businesses. So they can install like AC and stuff like that. You see him climb on top of the dumpster and start trying to, like, jump up and grab the edge to try and climb on top of the uh, business to the right just just to get away from you guys. And he's failing miserably. He's failing miserably. He got on top of the dumpster, though. All right, I'm going to take the blaster. I don't, I'm not going to put things in it because I'm going to chuck it off the edge of the thing. I'm just going to take it so he can't pick it back up trying to run past me. Um, is it, isn't it her turn? It's my turn, but yes. I'm not going to shoot somebody running away. It's just not, in right. my, it's just not in my code. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> so I'm out of the fight at this point. Okay. I'm going to walk up to him as he's like trying, I'm, I'm like staying like 10 feet away. I, I'm putting my host back. I'm like, you were so ready to kill us, weren't you? So ready to murder us five minutes ago. What changed, man? What changed? Come on! He, Come on, you want to keep trying? There's like a, uh, the, uh, the business that he's trying to climb up on top of. It's like a small, um, like, uh, like, corner restaurant. Um, like the Star Wars equivalent of like, like uh, a, like a, like a, like a, like a mom and pop, like, pizza place. And on top of the dumpster, it looks like they just kind of tossed it on top of there because they didn't feel like opening the dumpster. Is just like a box of like old stale pita bread, and he like no, please get away! And he kicks the box at you and continues to try and jump up. He's gonna make an athletics roll. You threatened me. That's not okay. You shot at me. So you gonna go home and cry to mama that these scary aliens did bad to you? He he catches the edge of the uh, but can't pull himself the building, up. Pulls himself up, but you definitely hear like a pop as he like rolls his wrist pulling himself up 
he you can't see him but you hear essentially he like pulls himself up rolls onto his back on the roof of the the restaurant and goes oh ow and then you hear him like the the crunch of gravel as he like stands up and just starts trying to scuffle away. Can I can I see him at all? At this point, from the vantage point you're at, no, because he's on top and there's like there's like probably like about a five foot gap between the roof of the restaurant and the like cavern wall that it's carved out of. So he's essentially up there like duck running <laughs> across the roof. Can I make the chance to chase after him? Like to do the jump. Okay, it's gonna be a three purple athletics roll. Um, athletics. So that is a one. So I don't have any points. So it's two green and three purple. I'm gonna hurt myself. Three threats. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna take three strain. Uh, All right. As you climb up on the dumpster, fine. But it's very much like watching. Like what he was doing, just uh, uh, well, uh, worse than that, it's like watching a cat try and jump over a fence and fail. Wait, you you jump up, you get just your nails at the edge of the roof, slip and fall side first onto the dumpster, hit it, and roll (laughs) onto the ground. Okay, uh, quick question yes, what is around this mom and pop shop? Is he just gonna jump off and run away? Um. There's, like, uh, two more businesses that are, like, right on top of each other. Because, essentially, it's broken down, like, three businesses, alley. Three businesses, alley. Um, so okay, he's essentially so sprint to the next alley. Uh, he's going to try and... Um, hey, bud! Would he try in athletics, or would he try to hide? To hop over the thing? Well, he's hurt. What is uh, your... Uh, perception is one rank and it's cunning it would be a yellow and a green okay so he's gonna roll against a purple and a red he fails with two advantages um okay so he tries to hide he does have the advantage okay so um how do i want to do this Um, is he in the dumpster no so you're able to kind of see just his head. Like, you run out back out onto the street. Um, so you can see he's just, like, tall enough where you can see the top of his head, like, bobbing as he's running along the roofs. And it looks like he tries to, like, uh, vault over, like, like, uh, like an AC unit or something. But it obviously has not been maintained in a while. So you see him plant his hands on the edge of it, go to vault over, and then you just see him disappear. And then through the front window of this, like, laundromat, you see him come crashing through the vents into the center of it. So you see him, but he's also, like, in the middle of a group of civilians. All right, I'm going to walk in and be like, Ah, there you are! Come on, let's go outside! (laughs) I was looking for you, man! Come on, let's go outside. Let's take this outside, man. I just want to talk to you. <laughs> just want to talk to you, man. Um, okay. Um, so give me... Um, it's going to be a uh, coercion roll. Um, coercion. So WP willpower says three green. Uh, and it's going to be... 
gonna give me a red. <laughs> I am. I'm gonna use a destiny point. I'm gonna flip a destiny point. It was gonna be just one purple, but uh, you're gonna, gonna give me just one red. One red dice. Yeah. I got three success and an advantage. So, Gathis, from your perspective, this guy runs, climbs on top of a dumpster. The uh, Salonian that you met and have been fighting alongside for this brief skirmish gets a stale box of pita kicked in his face before the guy makes it up on top of the roof and then tries to make it across the next two roofs. You see the Salonian try and follow him and it's like watching a cat fail to jump over a fence. <laughs> he like jumps up, scratches his little back claws against the wall, falls, hits the dumpster, curses under his breath, runs out into the street. Um, <laughs> and unless you follow after him, you don't know what happened next. Um, I'm actually going to go and check. Did you say it was a Rodian? Yes. So I'm going to check on the Rodian. I know they're dead, but I'm still going to just see. Okay. Like, if there's any, like, identifiers on them, like, just any. Well, I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't really be able to see that, but just, like, just to get close, to look at them, to be respectful. Okay. Um, you can give me, um, it's just a one purple perception roll. Um, Ace, you go into the laundromat, and the crowd around this guy immediately, like, backs away. As he's, like, he's just come crashing through the ceiling. He's injured. He's got a, he's, his wrist is already swelling. <laughs> um, and you kind of just put your arm, I mean, he's taller than you, so you kind of put your arm around his waist. <laughs> And kind of drag him out of the laundromat. Uh, are you going just back to the alley? Yeah, put him back in the alley. Okay. Um, I got a success and an advantage. Okay. Um, push him in front of me. Okay. So, Daph, you find um, the guy is very much dead mm-hmm. at this point. Um, and there are, on like his actual like clothing, uh, there is no... Um, uh, like identifying markers but as you kind of like open up like the um, like jacket of his jumpsuit um, you notice two things uh, one immediately with some of the more exposed skin like he's just got like a essentially like a tank top on underneath mm-hmm. um, you see that he has multiple um, like uh, military service tattoos like he's got like a lot of um, uh, what you would recognize that like star pilots uh, usually get in, uh, inked on the outside of their ships. A bunch of TIE fighters um, that he has shot down, uh, as well as um, like on his collarbone up into his neck, a Rebel Alliance starboard tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, he also has like what at first. Uh, just looks like your regular like um, like shoulder harness. Um, under one arm, there is just a uh, like heavy blaster pistol. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other arm, there's like a hidden um, like leather pouch inside which is a data pad. Um, which when you turn it on, it um, is very obviously encrypted. But on the back of it, uh, carved, uh, like, not carved.
carved, carved, but like kind of scratched into the metal back plate, um, is in Arvesh. It says Moro Daltiri knows all, um, which you would recognize at least having been on Utapau for a little bit of time. Moro is like a local, uh, like junk dealer, uh, that works one level down on level 10 uh, of Pau City. But, I mean, you don't know him as anything other than, like, he kind of deals in scrap. Like, anybody that's, like, selling, like, an old speeder that doesn't work anymore goes to Moro to, you know, get a little bit of extra side cash. Um, and as you find those things, uh, the Salonian has now come back, essentially pushing this human guy forward. Um, and the guy look is covered in like um, dust. Yeah, like like almost like drywall dust. Um, is like covered in lacerations, and his wrist is swollen. Well, I appreciate you didn't kill him yet. We're gonna talk when you, first. When you say yet, the guy that you, you kind of have right in front of you goes, oh. We're gonna talk first. Then we'll see. Why did you target this Rodian? The boss, the boss, the boss said so. And you do everything that yes. the boss says? Why? Because he's the boss. That's, that's, you have no free thought? It's how you get, it's how you get further in the game. That's all I know. Why are you in a game? He's human, right? Yes. He also human. Looks, he also looks like, out of the group of five, he looks like the youngest. He's like 19. Why would you be in a gang? You're human. You can do anything in this galaxy. I, yeah, I was bored. I wanted to ride a swoop bike. You wanted to kill people. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know. Was, I, I just knew that they rode swoop bikes. You just knew that they rode swoop bikes. Yeah, and they were tough. So, when they started killing people, you didn't immediately go, Ah, nope, this, this is the first thing. guy I watched them kill, okay? You were shooting at us. You were shooting at us. You guys were scary aliens. I was, I was working for my we're life. We're scary aliens, huh? <laughs> we're scary aliens. Listen. You see, as soon as you say that back to him, he kind of shrinks into himself. It's a child. Does he have, like, a leather jacket on that has the thing? Uh, he it? doesn't even have a full jacket. It's like a... Is there, like, a patch, though, that has the... Yes. I'm going to take that patch, rip it off, chuck it into the dumpster, and say, if I ever see you hanging out with these type of people again, I will kill you next time. Okay. Give me either a uh, coercion or a leadership role. Uh, I feel like you should get an advantage because um, this guy's already very scared. Oh, Absolutely. And leadership would be that. Coercion would be that. I'm going to do coercion because I have more dice for that. Okay, and then my advantage blue and what? Uh, two purple. One success, two advantage. <laughs> Whatever you say. Yes, sir. Okay, I'm going to go home now. Go. I just shut uh, He He, like, kind of starts, like, like, uh, like jogging, like fast walking, then kind of like looks over his shoulder at the two of you and just bursts into a full sprint as soon as he gets out of the alley. I didn't hurt him, by the way. He hurt himself. <laughs> I assumed. Um, 
This Rodian was a rebel. Well, that's interesting. Um, I wonder if he was targeted specifically. Probably. Well, take a look at this. I'm going to show him the data pad. Okay. Yeah, you see... It's about, like, a... Like, essentially, like, a small iPad. <laughs> um, the... Uh, it's powered on. The screen itself is just displaying. It, it like there's no even like uh, physical controls that you can see, um, and it's just uh, if you can imagine, um, like that kind of like uh, reigning binary code that you see in the Matrix. Mm -hmm. um, can I try to hack it? Uh, you can definitely. Uh, well, do you have uh, any tools to do so? Because it doesn't have any physical inputs. It looks like you would need to plug this into like an actual terminal or have like slicer gear. No, I have a handheld comm. Like that's okay. it. Um, you can tell just by looking at it that it's definitely encrypted. And you also see on the back plate, the back like metal uh, plate of the data pad, somebody has scratched in Moro Daltiri knows all. And you would know Moro. You probably have more dealings with him than Dapis has. Just oh, I know Moro. Um, well, I guess we'll go see him about this. I want to look at the um, the leader really quick. I want to search his pockets. Okay. Um, I guess while she's searching the pockets, I'll I'll search the thugs' pockets. Okay. That are dead. Is that um? Also, I'm I gonna know. take that one blaster pistol I picked up and just chuck it in the dumpster. Okay. I'm gonna break it and then jump it in the dumpster. Okay. Um. So it's just going to be one purple perception roll for both of you. Two success, one triumph. Okay. And a cunning, two, so boom, 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 boom. One success. Okay. Um, so ace, on the just regular thugs, mm. you find um, the uh, two knives, two batons, um, and the only other things of note are like a couple packs of like stim sticks which are like cigarettes and um altogether 152 credits i'll take the credits i'll leave everything else um daff on the leader uh you find that he had um uh, like a personal comm link uh he had a heavy blaster pistol i'm taking the heavy blaster pistol um he had like a um, like a flip open, uh, like essentially like switchblade. Um, uh, and uh, 130 credits. I'm taking the 130 credits as well. Um, and with the triumph, you do find um, a um, like a activation fob. Uh, for a swoop bike. You want this? I, I like having my feet on the ground. No, I don't need it. I don't want to look like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we can sell it. Maybe. You are going where the swoop bike is? Oh, we can bring that. That's our pretense. Yeah, that's a good point. Do we um, know where the swoop bike is? Uh, I mean, if you take the fob uh, and beep. Yeah, you walk out. You walk out into uh, the uh, out of the alley, and you hit the little button, and you hear the like engine like rev on, and it's 
parked in front of like a small like dive bar, like two businesses down. Um, and it's a very what's the best way to describe it? It is the it's like the speeder bike equivalent of like if you see like a Harley Davidson and you're like that's what like a biker would ride and then you get up close and it's like it's all stock parts it's like what some rich kid bought uh. like off of the Harley Davidson website and was like this is what a biker would ride gotcha so I'm gonna hop on that activate key whatever I'll meet you down there or yeah. if you wanna hop uh, on I'll meet you um there's but there's no like like some motorcycles have like side packs on them like I'll give you a perception roll. Just reaching underneath where my like picking up my tail. What what are you doing? Just um just one purple, yeah. Okay. Two success, one threat. Okay. Um It's just a tiny guy with a gun. So it hey. does have um like a little little side back uh um like uh seat bags they're not like big um uh, one of them is just empty uh the other one has another um like 36 credits just kind of loose banging around inside um it looks like uh the rest of it is just like old receipts um and a uh unopened box of condoms ew Anyway. I'll um, take those. <laughs> uh, what's the stats on the heavy blaster before I forget? I won't put it down. Um, I will pull that up. <clears throat> Did you, you threw the, the gun away, right? Yeah, I, I, it was just a normal blaster pistol. Oh, I, yeah. I, I broke it and threw it away. Oh, I picked it up originally just so asshole couldn't have it back. If he tried to run past me and grab it and okay. shoot me. Uh, so heavy blaster pistol, it's range light. Um, damage is seven with a crit of three. I'm uh, surprised the cops haven't shown up yet. Uh, range is medium. Oh, yeah, it's white. <laughs> it, it's um, white it, versus, you know, they don't care. Um, uh, it, the only special it has is a uh, stun setting. I almost said a sun setting. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. All right, so I'm going to head down probably through alleys and stuff tomorrow. I'm going to drive down. Driving. Um, Do I have to roll for driving, or is it just... No, easy? it's 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 not hard. The the pathways kind of just spiral down the um, the sinkhole, so it's easy to just kind of follow, and you know where Moro's is, mm. um, so you're not doing any, like, crazy... You know, you're not, like, dirt bike jumping the swoop bike <laughs> down the level. Um, but, not Obi-Wan Kenobi falling. <laughs> no. Um, just jump the bike into a big... <laughs> Pool of water. <laughs> um, God but, um, damn it, hickory shit. Uh, Ace, you uh, obviously you're riding the swoop bike. You reach Moro's first, so you have to wait a couple minutes for uh, Dathis to show up. Um, Dathis, as you kind of made it like a block down from where the alley is, it's only at that point that you see a um, like a uh, I think they're called Thai Outlanders, the the ones that. Um, that Gideon has, where it looks like a normal tie, but the wings can fold up. Mm-hmm. Um, that has, like, flashing red and blue lights on it. Um, it looks like they got the call and took their sweet time to show up. 
Um, and then they just kind of park the tie in the middle of the road. Um, but um, eventually you reach the outside of Moro's uh, shop. It's kind of, he, it's built on what used to be like a, like a landing pad. So as opposed to being built into the cliff wall, it's built on the edge. And then the actual, like, almost like junkyard part of it is on the landing pad that hangs out into the middle of the sinkhole. Um, and when you show up, Ace is already there. He's parked the swoop outside and he's just kind of, like, leaning there. Um, hey. Like a cool guy. Uh, but as you see, it has a weird aura. I gotta get rid of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but as you enter... It's very, if you could imagine, the vibe is very much like a mix of junkyard and like old antique store. Like you walk in and there's just like stacks of stuff mm-hmm. kind of creating walkways to the front counter. And then there's also like hooks on the ceiling that have like speeder parts and like old like cybernetic limbs and like droid parts that are just kind of hanging, and, like, he even has, like, um, like, instead of a bell at the front door, it's just, like, a string of, uh, like, droid eyes, all kind of just, like, tethered together, that kind of just, as you enter, um, but as you, uh, walk in, there's no patrons in here, and you don't see anybody at the counter. They're like a bell made out of uh, droid balls that I can just. There, it, it's essentially it's not like a bell, but it is like a um, buzzer, like a like, essentially like the easy button. It's just like a big red button that you press and it goes. That was. Right. Um, right. Right. I'm just gonna keep pressing this for like three minutes until um, he shows up. Uh, after a moment, you hear, "Hold your horses! Hold your horses!" Oh, no. Um. And you see, um, behind the, you can barely see it because you're only five foot two and the counter comes to about like four foot five. Um, but, um, on the other side, it looks like there's a, um, like a hatch, um, that's open and you can see stairs that go down probably to like a basement level. Um, and the first thing you see are, uh, four long mechanical spider legs that come out of the um, the hatch, and then rising up out of it is, um, if you can imagine, like um, they're the same race as Mas Kanata, so they're like a little like four foot tall, orange, wrinkly skinned with these tiny little beady eyes, um, but in, it's male. Uh, and instead of being played by Lupita Nyong'o, it's played by, like, Danny DeVito. <laughs> it's just this, like, little orange guy. He's got a little bit of a beer gut. Um, but he's wearing, like, uh, like a work shirt with the sleeves rolled up. This, like, leather, like, harness that has this, like, metal backpack attached to it, which these spider legs come out of. And then, like, um... Like one of those like old aviator hats, like like those like leather skull caps with like a pair of goggles on top. Um, and he pulls himself out of the hatch. The legs kind of move him over to the counter and he kind of plops down on a stool and the legs just kind of fold up onto the back. And he's like, Alright, what can I do for you? 
Oh, hey, man, I got a bike for you. I don't remember you. Oh, fair enough. Well, I got a bike for you. <laughs> um, well, either way, I got a speeder bike for you. A sweet bike. All right, uh, you park it out front? I did. All right, give me a second, I'll go look at it. The legs kind of unfold from the backpack, and he just, like, right past you, climbs over the counter and just, like, scurries out the front door, and you guys are just kind of left there, like... This is a weird place. <laughs> um, I'm no, I don't know about you, but I'm having the time of my life. I'm like, ooh, I didn't know he had those. <laughs> <laughs> Let me look this up so I can give you a, a price. You didn't expect us to sell it immediately, did you? Nope. Neither of us want it. We're like, this is such a, a tool bike. <laughs> I don't want to be wrecked. Listen, here's the thing. I don't want to be recognized by this gang of hoodlums. Riding one of their bikes Especially after one, one of, the of their guys. one of their like groups went missing and only like the kid returned and he's bruised to shit with a broken wrist <laughs> and covered in sawdust. Uh, so after a little bit of time, uh, the door opens back up and he kind of scuttles back in, pushes right past you, climbs back over the counter, sits back down on the stool. The arm, the legs fold back up. He's got the goggles back down over his eyes now. And you see that they do have like little, um, almost like jeweler lenses that can kind of flip in front of the uh, like main goggle lenses. Um, and he flips those up, um, keeps the goggles down though. So his little beady eyes are now like huge in these goggles. And he's like, all right, I took a look at it. I mean, it's not bad. Uh, I can give you three grand for it. Works for me. All right. You want to split it? No, you can keep it. That's fine. Okay. Uh, so Here's the keys. His uh, one of the legs uh, comes out, hooks underneath the um, uh, the like counter, and you hear beep, boop, 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 and uh, just pulls up like a like cash box onto the counter. He opens it up, counts out the credits, and gives you three thousand credits. Puts it back under, closes the hatch. He's like. Is that all? Uh, can I go back to my work? Um, I think uh, she had something for you. I uh, just had a question about this data pad. I'm going to just slide it across the counter, flipped, so it says, Morrow, Deteri knows all. He looks down at it, looks up at the two of you, uh, reaches under the counter, and uh, hits a button, and like all of the shutters on the windows rotate so that all the shutters are closed. Um, and you hear just a little shoop as the door locks. And he's like, all right, I mean, I was expecting a single courier. I wasn't expecting to, uh, I don't know how you, I lied before, I do remember. I don't know how you got dragged into this. Uh, but, um, all right, let me get my reader. Um, Legs come out, he scuttles down into the hatch, and he comes back with this, like, clunky, uh, like, it almost looks like, uh, if you, like, upsized a Game Boy, um, but it's got, like, a bunch of, like, um, like, keyboard keys on it. So he just slides the data pack into, like, a DS cartridge? No, 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 he's got a cord that he kind of plugs in. (laughs) (laughs) 
just a hand motion of you sliding a, a hand-sized <laughs> DS cartridge into a DS. It's like handhelds are weird in this universe. <laughs> the switch is like this big. Um, well, there's a lot whoa. of hand-sized hands they have to think about. <laughs> um, Yoda no. and Chewie are not in the same hand group. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> I got it. Well, it's that thing I, that I've wanted to do in, in any D&D campaign for a while is the idea of having, uh, like, bartenders have a big book that they keep under the counter that they have to pull out and cross-reference drinking ages for the different species. Um, like, no, you're a dwarf. You're, you're, not, you're not old enough to drink here yet. Anyway. Dang it. I'm only 40, though. <laughs> he talks like a prepubescent teen, but he's got a full beard. I'm 40, though, man. Um, Come on. But, um, plugs the cord into the data pad, and you see him kind of, like, working away. Um, uh, and eventually, he's like, ah, I, I, I see, I see, all right. Uh, unplugs it, takes the data pad, and there is, like, a, built into the counter, like, a, uh, a hollow projector, and he slots the data pad in, and, um, uh, it, uh, takes a minute you can hear like the internal computer working to uh decode the information that's on the uh disc um and he has like a little screen that pops out uh that he can see the readout on but the hollow projector um does produce like it shows the binary at first and then bits of the binary disappear to leave almost like a um forget there's a term for it but like those like when you draw an image with just like like well like 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 when you uh, like draw an image with just like numbers and slashes on a keyboard um like when you like when you see people making like the shrugging thing but it's just like a couple like underscores and a couple slashes like that essentially but so it creates a symbol out of the ones and zeros um which It'd be easier to draw if you put it on the flat surface. He does like that. Um, so the symbol that pops up kind of looks like that. Interesting. Okay. Um, but eventually he's like, all right, so uh, who's your handler for this job? Uh, classified. Classified. Give me a deception roll. I, to, I, she's gonna go classified. I'm gonna go. Oh, she knows. I'm just hired gun. Because I'm pretty sure my deception is under the toilet. Um, it's gonna be three purple. You are gonna get a boost because Ace says he's a hired gun working with you. One success, one advantage. Okay. Uh, he, you say that, and he kind of like stops, like punching in stuff on the uh, the console, and like looks up for a second. And you can see his, like, big magnified eyes kind of squint for a second. But then he looks between uh, you, Dath, and the symbol floating in hologram form. And he's like, all right, yeah, that tracks. Uh, all right, so uh, essentially, they, uh, the dead drop says that they want you to uh, head up to level three, uh, docking bay 94. And uh, 
you'll find a ship there. One of the uh, one of the occupants has some information for uh, for the network, and uh, they want you to go from there. The the contact has all the information you need going forward, but uh, it does say that you might need um, some firepower. The uh, the ship. Uh, the rest of the occupants aren't uh, friendly to the cause, if you will. Understood. Looks like it's Reek's ship, which, eh, I mean, he's kind of a scuzz bucket, but, I mean, he can fight. Um, you can give me a, uh, both of you can give me an underworld roll. Uh, just one purple. Two success, one advantage. Okay. Mm-hmm. One threat. Okay. Uh, so, Dath, um, me, who's been here my, almost my whole life. I know nothing. Well, it makes it makes uh, sense, because Daph does kind of travel around a lot. Um, you know that once uh, Mazameda kind of started locking down uh, the these like southern systems and declared himself Imperator, mm-hmm. um, while he does have a good amount of like loyal Imperial soldiers and such... He has been supplementing by hiring, like, mercenaries and stuff like that. And he does hire a lot of bounty hunters. Um, and you know that Reek is a, um, kind of a, like a, like a C-list, um, Trandoshan bounty hunter. Um, uh, you know him more for, um, less the work he does and more the fact that he somehow has come into possession of a uh, rather nice ship um, called the Stygian Rook, which is a uh, VCX 100. It's uh, it's the type of ship that the Ghost in Rebels is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, like a Corellian freighter. Um, but uh, it's supposed to be... It's kind of the equivalent of people being like, Oh yeah, Coldplay, uh, they're going to be the next Beatles. Like, people kind of talk about the Stygian Rook as if it's like, Oh yeah, that ship's going to be the next Millennium Falcon, you know. But it's like, is it? Yeah, okay. Um, but the ship has, he has more of a reputation for owning the ship than he does as being a good bounty hunter. Um, and you know that he, he also has kind of a... Um, not great reputation because he's not a gilded bounty hunter mm-hmm. um and he tends to travel around with like a group of thugs that he uses to help him hunt bounties as opposed to you know more higher up guys who are solo hunters who can handle that kind of stuff themselves he's like yeah i'm just, yeah, you know gonna have a couple extra cannon fodder just in case um but the information is essentially to meet with uh, a contact known as the Red Widow uh, in Docking Bay 94. Okay. Um, so I'm going to head that way. All right. You guys, you guys don't need anything else from me? You got any good guns? Got any weapons? You said firepower was going to be needed. Do you have any um, contacts for any sort of hired? I mean, I've got this one, but... More, more the merrier. Or maybe, perhaps, some big firearms. Um, Do it with a lot of junk. Gotta rip some shit off sometimes. 
uh, you give me uh, either you could individually make it or uh, one of you can make it with a boost, uh, but you can give me a negotiation roll. Um, do you want to do a boost or do you want to ask each do one? Um, you're gonna do one because mine would be a single green. <laughs> if yours would also be a mine single green. Mine is two green. All right. So two, two green, green and, and a blue, boost. right? Yep. And then three purple. Three failures and an advantage. Uh, listen, I I ain't got nothing on me. I don't kind of I don't deal in that kind of stuff. Do you know where a gun store is? I mean. Mine? There's a couple of uh, gun stores nearby, but, I mean, they're going to sell the usual stuff. So, I mean, I can direct you to one of them, but it's mostly going to... Do you know of any underworld tradings nearby? If I did, I wouldn't blow my contacts, because I wouldn't be a good uh, info broker, now would I? Alright, that's what I thought. Have no. a good day, you two. Can I buy the information of some underworld trade? Sure, you got 6,000 credits. To just know the location? We deal in similar circles, so uh, they help me with money, I help them with money, so it's pretty important information. Can I negotiate uh, maybe Listen. a shorter price for, um, for uh, learning the location? Give me a negotiation roll. How hard is it going to be? It's going to be free purple. Can I get an advantage because I'm a little, little cute little boy? No. <laughs> <laughs> Two failures, one threat. Listen, uh, buddy. No. That police. I have things I have to attend to. Please. Please. <laughs> and I've had the store closed long enough. Have a good day. May the force be with you and all that spiel. How about this? Hold on. One more. I give you back the money for the speeder. You let me know where a. Uh, I don't uh, think it's gonna work. Oh, well, dang it. Give me another negotiation roll. This one's gonna be one red, two purple. We're gonna get in trouble. One threat, <laughs> buddy. Please, please, <laughs> please. I can please. see that feverish look in your eye, and I gotta tell you, get the fuck out of my store. <laughs> And two of the legs come out, and they kind of turn you both around and shove you towards the door. I'll give you a handy. in the castle, too, you two. I'll give you a handy, please. Stop it. Not my type. <laughs> Damn it. And as you are out of the door, he hits the button, the door closes behind you. Beep. 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 Okay, let's go. But I really want a cool guy. We're only on the first session. You're not going to get a cool gun in the first session. I got a cool sword. How much did it cost you? Not, not much, but the, now it I have a lot of money. It cost you $13.50. Yeah, but like, now I have a lot more money. What if I just sneak? you have any friends since you live here? They're all dead. <laughs> Empire's crazy, man. Listen, I am an implant here, so I I don't know that many people. You, however, since you've lived here, should at least know someone. Uh, well, there was my buddy Jim. Uh, he died in a uh, empire raid. He died in a uh, empire raid. Um, there's my other buddy, Jiam, uh, uh, who's completely blind. Uh, not you kind of blind, just can't can't see anything. Can't. Can't do anything. Um, and then there's my other buddy, really good in a fight. Um, 
Although he has no hands, so. Thumps. <laughs> um, so you guys start heading up uh, levels to get to level three. You know, level three is is, um, for lack of a better term, it's kind of the airport district of Cow City. It is where most of the. Um, well, let's get the um the land value down a little bit. Um, it is where most of the major and minor starports of Pow City are. So there's a lot of incoming and outgoing ships. Um, awesome. Let's just slip on one of them. And um, takes you uh, a little bit of time uh, to get up there. And as you ascend levels... It gets less alieny and more humany. Yes. And not only that, but there's a much more imperial presence the higher up you get. Um, I wish a stormtrooper would. Uh a lot of the ones you see are, like, uh, patrol troopers, though, so they're not, like, full, like, um, stormtroopers. So it's a lot of either patrol troopers or just army troopers, which are, like, um, uh, they're uh, what Han was in the Battle of Nimban in the beginning of Solo. So they're, they're not wearing full-face helmets. They just kind of got that, like, weird bucket helmet with an open face and, like, a, like a plasteel, like, breastplate. Um, lightly armored. They're just kind of there as like a peacekeeping force. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, they're there if they need to send in, you know, some people to break up a drug den a couple levels lower. Um, and you can tell a lot of them are like itching for action. It's that kind of thing of like small town cops who like don't get a lot of stuff going on. So they're like, ooh, somebody speeding? I get to push my weight around. Um, but eventually you reach um, Docking Bay 94. And uh, all of the uh, docking bays uh, in this area uh, are almost modeled after the sinkholes themselves. So they have like an upper like walkway that you can look down into the actual docking bay and then a turbo lift that goes down to the main floor of the individual docking bays. Um, so when you're above it, you do see this big, uh, like, gray and rust-colored uh, VCX-100. Um, and uh, immediately you see out front two um, just... Uh, one of them is a weak way, uh, and the other one is just like a kind of like a scratch-built droid. Um, like, you see some of the body parts are um, obviously, like, B1 battle droids. Um, but then the head is very much this kind of, like, boxy, single eye. Um, and they're both just, they have, like, a holstered blaster pistol. Or at least that's what you can tell from being up above them. Um, I'm gonna jump onto them. Okay, so are you actually jumping on the <laughs> How far is it down? Um, it is um, probably a 30-foot drop, so it's like a short-distance drop from where you are now to down below. And that's if you were dropping directly to the bottom of the wall. You would also, it would definitely be an athletics check to kind of get the distance you would need, because they are standing, like, at the foot of the, like, where the boarding ramp would come down. Is there anything soft I could possibly, like, land in? 
Um, try, maybe like a dumpster or. Uh, give me a like a two per- two purple perception roll. Perception and cunning would be two purple, three failures, three advantages. But I can turn that on one. Uh, that doesn't matter. It'll still be a failure. Yeah, and it's four. You, you need four advantages to. Um, but can I turn two advantages into a, a um, victory? Or no. Victory? So the only ones that work are that it's the homebrew rule that we use. Um, but if you have four advantages, you can turn those four advantages into a triumph, which comes with a single success. Um, so if you had like no successes, no failures, but three advantages, you could transfer that into a triumph and a success. Um, but if you had like a failure, that would cancel out the success. You'd still have a triumph, so something good would happen. Um, but right. you did get three advantage. Um, so you kind of take a uh, gander. Yeah. Because um, all of the like upper walkways are kind of connected, so you're trying to be not that suspicious. Um, so you take just like a quick look uh, down into the docking bay, the pit itself. Um, the only thing that you can see really is that there is like uh, on the right hand side, a little bit further down the walkway, um, a like stack of like uh, cargo crates. Um, that would kind of cut the drop distance a bit, um, but they're all like they're all like Durasteel cargo crates, so it would just be you you would be dropping less of a distance, but still onto something hard. How much less of a distance? Um, they come up about halfway, so it would be like a fifteen foot drop instead of a thirty foot drop. And to be in athletics, uh, yeah, to drop down anywhere without using the turbo lift would be uh, in athletics. It's just. Depending how on what difficult you want to do, of a how, drop would it be? Uh, for just to drop down at 15 feet, it would just be a one purple athletics roll. If you wanted to drop down the full 30 feet, like somewhere like out of view, it would be two. And if you wanted to try and just leap from the walkway and land on one of them, it would be three. All right, I'm going to try and jump the dirt on the dirt. Okay. Okay. Two success, one threat. Okay, so you're going to take one string. You kind of like drop down... Um, and uh, you kind of strain your ankle a little bit. Not full, like, roll it or anything, but it is a little bit to the side. So give me a stealth roll uh, as well. Um, okay. How difficult? Uh, let me... So you're just rolling two purple. Two success, one threat. Okay. Um, so... They hear it happen, but they don't see me. Yeah, so... You drop down onto the crates, and uh, when you drop down, there is a bit of a noise as you hit the top of the crate. It seems like the top crate is mostly empty, so it's that kind of hollow, like, um, And you see the droid specifically kind of, like, perks up at the sound of something. Um, but it looks like somebody left, uh, like, a hydro spanner on top of the stack of crates. So you just pick that up and kind of, like, wing it to the other side of the ship. And it makes a noise over there. So they are aware something is moving around them. But they think it's on the other side of the ship from where you are. So they are more alert, but they haven't noticed you. Um, Dathis, what are you doing? Because you've seen uh, Ace kind of slink along. like Going like full ferret on all fours, slinking along the top of the walkway, drop down on the stack of boxes and then use a hydro spanner to distract the droid, which has now 
moved from his position at the foot of where the boarding ramp would be and is moving around the left side of the ship now. And I'm on the right side of the ship? Yes. Is there any way that I could get down a little less um, abruptly? There is a turbo lift, yes. I'm going to go over there. Okay. So to let you know, the turbo lift does take you out the, the where the boarding ramp, where they are guarding, is facing where the turbo lift is. Um, so you would come out and the, the one guard that's still there would see you come out of the turbo lift, but you wouldn't have to drop down 30 feet or 15 Which feet. Which is probably not a great idea for somebody like me. So I'm going to take that. Okay. So, uh, Ace, as you're on top of this box, you're getting ready to kind of like slowly climb down. You see the turbo lift doors open up and Dathis is just standing there. Like, are you visibly armed? Or are you just trying to do the whole, um, I'm just going to exude confidence and pretend like I'm supposed to be here. Yeah, I'm kind of going to just do that. Okay. Um, so you kind of waltz out of the turbo lift and the weak way that's there is like, excuse me, uh, this is a private docking bay. You're going to have to turn around and go back up. I'm sorry, what docking bay is this? I, I couldn't see. Um... <laughs> Give, would he know, or give me... I'm wearing a bandage over my eyes, that's kind of... Not a bandage, uh, but like a... Okay, so here's the question I am asking you right now. Uh-huh. Are you trying to lean into the blindness and trick him into thinking you cannot see it all? Or are you trying to make him feel bad about he should obviously be able to tell you can't see? I'm trying to make him feel bad. Okay, so give me a coercion roll. <laughs> How's my difficulty look? Uh, two purple, and you guys have uh, one light side point you can use as well. What does the light use. side point do? So essentially, um, you can use it for narrative things. So like, there are some talents that you would uh, need to flip a destiny point to use. You can use it for stuff of like... Um, I think there is rules for, like, if you want to try and find, like, because you guys are Force-sensitive, um, if you want to find, like, a mentor to teach you the Force and stuff, you could meditate and flip a, um, a Destiny point to be able to sense. And, like, kind of like what Grogu does on the Seeing Stone and, like, reach out through the Force to somebody. Um, but more mechanically, you can use it to turn one of your green dice into a yellow dice. Or, if you already have all yellow dice, add a green dice. You can use it if you want. Yeah, I'm going to use it. Okay. Two success. Okay. Um, he immediately, like... Weakway have, like, rough, leathery brown skin. So it's hard to see them, like, blush. But he immediately gets flustered and is like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, this is Docking Bay 94, ma'am. This is private, private business. I am, I'm so sorry. Well, I'm, I'm confused. I just, uh, can you just help me get to the correct floor? <laughs> Give me either a charm or a negotiation roll. What's my difficulty? Uh, it's still going to be too purple, but you're going to get a boost because you've made him feel bad. Okay, so I used charm. I got two success and a threat. Okay. Um, all, all, all right, ma'am. Um, he, uh, 
he kind of like looks around. He sees the droid has now engaged in like a patrol of the ship, but the droid also didn't say anything to him. So he's like, "Fuck, I can move for a couple minutes." Um, and he like walks up and is kind of trying to like guide you. And he's like, "What floor? What what docking bay do you need to be in, ma'am?" As he walks you into the turbo lift. So we're in the turbo lift now. Yes, I'm shooting him. <laughs> <laughs> just a stun. I'm just stunning him. Okay. Um. So. Uh. This is engaged. Here, ready. this is the this is the um the Let data the pad. Paper. Pretty much like I have it written down. Um. But you know, it's so hard. I can't read. <laughs> and he's like, oh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not done. Okay, so um, it's gonna be ranged light. Um, it's at engaged range, so that's two purple. But you're using a uh, but you're surprising a gun, so it's uh, a another purple on top of that. Um, can, can she get an advantage? You because are gonna get. Him? You are gonna get two boosts because he did. For lack of a better pun, he did not see this coming. <laughs> Two advantages. You could probably still pull the. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. Okay. I'm not a failure. Um, wasn't a success. <laughs> it's a better plan than yours. So I haven't enacted my plan yet. Um, we'll see. He. Um. So you guys get in the turbo lift. He hits the button to bring it back up to the, like, observation level uh, to try and bring you to the docking bay you're supposed to be in. Oh, we haven't left yet. No, um, we're not going anywhere. I stopped at the door. Uh, I'm going to go back once he's in there and let the, it go up. So I'm standing in the doorway. So okay. you just ruined it okay. more because now okay. he's away from you. And so, so he you missed. gets in the elevator. And, okay, here's how we're going to do this. He gets in the turbo lift, mm-hmm. right? Thinking you're going to follow him. The button is on the opposite wall from the door. So he has his back to you. Um, and you go to stun him as his calm starts going off. So he kind of backs, uh, he kind of turns his body to grab his communicator. The stun shot goes past him hits the turbo lift button, the doors close, and the turbo lift disappears. <laughs> you don't know if it went up or to the maintenance levels down below, but he is gone. Okay, so... Um, Great, he has his communicator he was just shot at. <laughs> I'm going to start looking for the... for Reek's ship. Okay, so Reek's ship is in the docking bay you're in right now. It is this large, gray, and rust-colored VCX-100. Um, Ace... Yeah, you've climbed down the boxes. You heard, like, you're a little bit distance away, so it was kind of muffled, but you heard a conversation happen between Daphis and the Weakway. And when you turn back around after climbing down from the last crate, you watch as the Weakway enters the, el- the turbo lift, and Daphis just shoots into it, the doors close, and the turbo lift disappears. Well, I'm going to deal with the droid. Um, can I shimmy my way underneath the ship towards the droid? Uh, sure, you're trying to be sneaky. Yeah. So give me a stealth roll. How many purple? Uh, it's just gonna be two. One advantage. Um. Bang my head. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, so, 
How can you fail me without failing me? That's the... Well, you didn't succeed in sneaking, but something minorly good does happen. Um, so he, the droid hears you as you're kind of like crawling on all fours through the landing gears towards him. Like you can see where his feet are underneath the ship. Um, and so he hears where you're coming from, so he starts to turn in your direction, but you do have the briefest moment where you have the drop on him. Um, so instead of getting two boosts, you're going to get one boost. But if you miss, he's going to attack you. Okay. Um, so I'm going to attack him with the Cortosis Kort- sword. Okay. Um, so it's in gauge range, so it's two purple. Two success. Okay. So the sword does plus two, plus your bronze, so that's four, plus two for the successes. So that's six damage total. I just take out his legs. <laughs> Um, so... Because it's a droid, can I do modular damage, where I target a specific area? Um, it kind of depends on what the dice roll is. Because there are some things, like, if you you got, like, a... Triumph. Like, a triumph, instead of doing a crit, you could be, like, instead of doing a crit, can I, like... Like... Cut his arm off, or... That's the thing, is, like, with minions, it's a little bit, like, like, if you crit, you just kill them. Mm -hmm. Uh, with rivals... Um, some of the, um, results on the crit table are, like, you remove a limb, um, or you injure a body part, you know? But you could also be like, I want to forgo the crit and, like, cut the weapon out of their hand and disarm them. So you can kind of do stuff like that, and I think there are some talents that you do, like, other stuff too, where it's like, you can, um, like, uh... You, I think there are talents that let you like swap out brawn for agility on like melee and brawl weapons mm-hmm. to be more like martial arts like where you're like a little bit quicker, um, and also ones that are like oh you can like uh, target pressure points so instead of dealing wound damage you're dealing strain damage and knocking them unconscious with like Vulcan neck pinches and shit. Um, so there's stuff like that, but it's all like in the narrative of it. Gotcha. Um, so, uh, you run up, and, uh, you immediately pierce through the body with, uh, your cortosis sword. Um, he is not dead, but he's almost dead, so I'm gonna give him negatives on his attack rolls to attack you back. Because especially he doesn't have a weapon drawn. Um, so... He's gonna just try and punch me? Uh, yeah. And he uh, doesn't hit. Uh, he uh, tries to like hit you in the arm to like knock your grip, uh, like the sword out of your grip. And you just let go of the sword for a second. He totally misses, and then you grab the sword again. Um, and you can make another attack. I'm gonna do the same attack, but instead of pulling it out and hitting him again, I'm just gonna switch hands and pull it up through his body. Okay. Through threats. <laughs> Um, so, uh... I strain myself trying to do so. Okay, so he succeeds with a threat, um, so, but it, he's just punching you. So, uh, what's your, your soak? Two. So you're only going to take one damage, you're going to take one wound, um, as he decks you across the face with his metal fist. Um, but he leaves himself open for another attack, so you're going to get a boost on your follow-up attack. 
again, gonna try two successes. Okay. Don't even need to do the math. He only had two uh, wounds left. Uh, you kind of, uh, he goes to swing at you again. You duck down, grab it over your shoulder, and just yank up. And, like, from where the stomach would be, up through the collarbone is just a sparking gash as he collapses to the ground. Alright, I'd like to loot him now. Does he have anything cool on him? Uh, give me a one uh, purple perception roll. Perception, perception would be cunning, and that's a do 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 to advantage. As being a droid, he's not wearing a lot of stuff. He does have... Uh, like a uh, like a gun belt that he had his blaster in, that also has like a part that holds a like a handheld comm link, very similar to the ones like you see the stormtroopers use that like little just like almost looks like a like a, a thick chapstick container. <laughs> um, so other, like he has a, uh, a heavy blaster pistol in his holster. Um, and then the comlink. So you don't find anything hidden on him beyond those two. But you do hear coming from the comlink, hey, Z3, hey, I, I, something, something screwed up with the, with the turbo. Can, Z3, I need help. I'm down in maintenance. I need help. The, the turbo lift's not working. Affirmative. <laughs> on my way. Chucks it over the wall. <laughs> Repeat command. Affirmative. Repeat command, like I'm shorting out. System shutting down. Okay, give me a deception roll. <laughs> no, how hard? Um, he knows this droid, so it's gonna be three purple. One threat. <laughs> you hear on the other end, like, hey, hey, go. <sighs> damn it, I gotta call the boss. <laughs> and then you hear the comm uh, turn off. Uh, so, you both move to um, the front of the ship where the boarding ramp would come down. The boarding ramp is not currently open. And uh, there is, like, a um, like a keypad on the outside. Um, so, you can either make a mechanics or a uh, computer's roll to try and uh, jimmy the boarding ramp open. Mm, let's see. Mechanics. I would have a yellow and two greens. You should do it because mine is a worse. Okay, and what would be the roll? Um, it would be uh, two purple. Three success, two threats. Okay. Um, so you're able to like uh, get one of your claws underneath the panel and pop it open. Um, and you get to work kind of... Uh, hot wiring it essentially um you are going to take uh two strain as you kind of like get a little bit of a zap as you touch the two wires together um but uh upon doing that the boarding ramp comes down all right is there anyone right there you don't see anybody all right i'm gonna hobble on in okay Um, immediately get shot in the mouth and just uh, go. Nope. So I'm gonna have to roll this against a group check. So. Oh no. Um, who has the highest agility? Or not agility, cunning. And two. Two. Okay. And who has the highest perception? Perception would be a. I have one rank in perception. 
Uh, I also have one rank in perception. I'd be um, a yellow-green. Okay. Yellow-green, same. We're both stupid. Stupid. Um, We're babies. This is our first sesh. uh, We're stupid. Stupid babies. So you walk in and... uh, Albert Einstein over here. uh, The first floor, like, like, uh, the VCX is is a decent-sized ship, and it's two floors. It's two decks. Um, So the first deck is just a cargo hold. So you do see a couple of, like, miscellaneous crates and such. It looks, like, not that well used you do see um on the right hand wall uh, it's almost like a like a like a medieval dungeon in the sense that it's got like these spots where binders would attach um it looks like contrary to like what mando did with having like a built-in like carbonite freezing chamber in his ship uh reek just straight up puts people in cuffs and then just uh, links them to the wall and keeps them there until he needs to deliver the bounty. Um, but there's nobody currently uh, bound uh, over there. You do see on the left-hand side, in like a corner, it looks like somebody has set up like uh, almost like a makeshift bunk. There is uh, like uh, a stack of um, cargo crates with like almost like a shower rod. Uh, put up between them and the wall with like a uh, almost like a hospital curtain uh, uh, hung on the rod and then also hung on the rod are a bunch of like uh, it looks like a a second layer that's like almost like a beaded curtain with like little baubles and stuff hanging from it Um, is there anyone in there? uh, the curtain is halfway open you see that there is a cot in there but you don't see anybody in there okay Um, and you don't currently see anybody within the cargo hold itself. But there is, on the far end, a ladder that goes up to the second deck. I'm going to go up to the second. Okay. Dathis? I'm following. Okay. Um, the minute I get up, there's seven guns pointed at me. Oh, whoops. You I'm get up to, not following. <laughs> uh, you get up to the second floor, and it kind of, uh, you're in the middle of, like, a four-way interception, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um... The door ahead of you, which heads towards the cockpit of the ship, um, is open, and you see like an open uh, corridor that leads into the cockpit itself. It looks like there are a couple rooms on either side, um, but the door to your right and left and the door behind you are all closed. Um, and you also hear, down below, the sound of the boarding ramp closing. You're going on a trip. We're going on a trip. I'm going to the cockpit to commandeer. Okay. So you get up to the cockpit. There's nobody in there. Oh. Um, you do see at this point um, the uh, uh, turbo lift uh, into Docking Bay 94 has opened. Um, and you see uh, two more of those like makeshift droids followed by... This kind of tall, lanky, uh, kind of, um, what's the word? I don't know. He's got, like, very bad posture. He's very, like, hunched forward. Um, Trandoshan. Uh, like, greenish-brown scales. And he's wearing, um, like, a flight suit. Um, but over top of it, it's, like, this mix of, like, um, uh, like, almost, like, hide armor. 
it's like this like breastplate that kind of hangs down into like almost like a knee length skirt belted at the waist um made of like animal hides with like fur collar and like fur mantle on the shoulders it's very like like big game hunter kind of uh look to it and you see that he has like two big knives on either side of his belt and then like a slug thrower slung over his shoulder and you can't hear anything from the cockpit but you can see him like yelling to the droids uh and pointing to the ship um but it doesn't seem like they've noticed you yet um can i go and look for the armory (laughs) uh i mean you can take a look around the ship uh sure um give me uh a two purple perception uh, Daphis, what are you doing? Um, so there's nobody on this ship at all, from what I can tell? Um, from what you can tell right this second, uh, no. The, the uh, other three doors in that like intersection space on the second floor are closed. Um, but uh, along the hallway to the cockpit, there are four doors, two on either side. Um, three of them are um, like crew cabins. They have like a little desk, uh, like built-in um, like dresser into the wall, a bed. Um, one of them looks like a like a workshop. It's got like a like a work table um, and like um, almost like a rolling like um, like one of those like tall toolboxes. Um, but uh, give me uh, another uh, perception roll. Um, two purple. Two success, one threat. Okay. okay. One success. Okay. So, um, we'll start with you, Daphis. Um, looking around the other, um, three, like, pathways that kind of branch off from that central intersection. Um, the one that's directly opposite where the cockpit is, um, leads to, uh, kind of like this, like, common area. Um, it's got, like, a, uh, think like that, like, main central chamber of the Falcon. Like, you've got, like, the little corner booth with a, like, a jar table and, like, a little kitchenette and a refresher and everything in there. Um, and then, uh, there's another doorway through there that leads to, uh, what essentially is, like, the engine room. It's where, uh, you would work on the hyperdrive and everything like that. Um, nobody in there. Um, it looks like they were in here somewhat recently because there are like half drank drinks on the table uh, in the common area. Um, but then um, in both of the uh, left and right uh, paths, um, they are just a corridor that ends in um, like um, essentially what a would uh, amount to like passenger seating for if you had like people like non-crew people you were transporting it's got like fold down seats for them to sit while during like re-entry and you know that kind of stuff but it's just very simple um, though the uh are they also have the computer terminals that would be used for uh the right hand one is like all of the ship sensors and the left hand one is like all of the communication equipment um, there's nobody in there either. Um, 
ace, you go looking around for an armory. Um, you start on the floor that you're already on, and you also, with Gathis, find the um, common area. The common area, all that stuff, that you find that it's pretty close to the cockpit, that little, um, like, uh, workshop room that's got like a work table and like a tool uh like a like a big toolbox that has a bunch of tools in it um it looks like there is uh a uh, blaster rifle that is on the table um that is not functional it looks like somebody is currently either building or rebuilding it um and then you think maybe i'll maybe i'll check the the crates down in the cargo hold um and when you reach the cargo hold uh, you can easily confirm the boarding ramp has been brought back up. Um, you can hear what sounds like those two droids on the other side of it trying to get it open. Um, but you also notice um, the curtain uh, of that bunk uh, has been opened more, but you don't see anybody in there. Is the only way upstairs uh, through the hatch? Through the ladder? Uh, I mean... It's the most visible way. Do I have a comm link to, to her? I have a comm link. I have a comm link. Uh, we, can, we can say that you guys can Okay, and I'm going to call you and be like, uh, I don't know how, but there is someone on board with us, so keep an open eye. As you are moving around, you don't see anybody. There is one. And uh, you can hear uh, the droids have stopped, um, like, essentially, like, trying to, like, crowbar the boarding ramp open, and you can hear the sound of, like, an arc welder being used to try and get the How boarding ramp How are down. you in terms of piloting? I'm okay with planetary piloting, but not uh, space piloting. I'm good with space piloting. Maybe we should take this on the road. Yeah, I think we should. We should take this on the road. Um, now, are we just get trying to get to a different part of Utapau, or are we trying to get the hell off of the planet? I don't know. I mean, what do you think is the most reasonable? I mean, I think we should just get out of... Um, okay, I'm gonna comm link you. I'm gonna be like, meet up in the cockpit. Um, whoever's driving, start driving. Whoever's not, watch the hallway. Because we got a stowaway. Oh, well, we're the stowaway, but, you know. We're the stowaway. We're kidnapping now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Ace, you can give me... Uh, it's just gonna be a one purple piloting space roll. Okay. Let's just get into orbit. Figure out the stowaway, then get the hell out of here. Yeah, because you guys do know you were supposed to meet with somebody on board this ship. The Red Widow. So that might be them. Or we might have killed them. Or they might not be on the ship. The Red Widow was the droid the whole time. <laughs> like, wait, I'm trying to help. Identify yourselves. Okay, so piloting space is agility. Dun, 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 dun. How many purple? Uh, just one? Four failed. <laughs> Four success, one threat. Okay. So, um, you hop into the pilot's chair. You get all the uh, systems running, and you start to take off. Um, the uh, You don't know it at this second, because you did get a threat. Um, so you don't know at this second, because it's on the outside of the ship. But um, they did mess up the boarding ramp a little bit. Not enough that it's like not going to open. Uh, but it is something that you're going to have to get fixed at some point. But you take off, as you see, 
uh, reek down below, shaking his fist as you fly away you with damn good kids. Um, where's Dathis at this moment? I was watching the door. Okay. Um, well, you know, as well as I can. So, you put uh, a blind girl on the door. <laughs> give me a uh, perception check. Don't forget, you also uh, you do have the sense force power. Okay, what because does that you do? Get that you as a really, yeah. Give me any information about that. Okay, so you would roll a force dice, which is um, the white one. Yes. Um, and then uh, so roll that. Two light side. Two light side. Okay. So uh, you can use that without having to worry about taking conflict. Uh, so uh, the base power, which is all you have, um, you would need to spend experience to um, expand its ability. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a base power, you can either um, spend a light or dark side point uh, to sense all living things within short range, uh, which includes uh, sentient and non-sentient beings, or spend the uh, light side and dark side points to sense the current emotional state of one living target uh, within engaged range. Um, But, so you're standing in the doorway to the cockpit, and you kind of, I was going to say close your eyes, but... um, Close your eyes. uh, You extend your senses through the force, and you do feel like minuscule little pings of probably what are just... Like, either little bugs, like, little, essentially, like, pests that are living in, like, the, uh, like, engineering, like, ducts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that shakes in your memory that, you know, the VCX is, is big. It's a slightly larger than, uh, the YT-1300, which is the Millennium Falcon. Um, so ships like this do generally have, like, um like, maintenance, uh, like, crawl spaces um, in a lot of, like, the walls or the, the spaces between decks. Um, and you sense a larger life form moving toward and then beneath and then behind you in the floor. Towards the cockpit? Towards the cockpit. Um, um, I'm going to turn to the cockpit because I was facing away. Okay. Uh, as you turn around, uh, Ace, you're kind of maneuvering the ship out towards the, uh, to just get into orbit of Ubapau. Um, when a maintenance hatch, like a, a piece of the, the, the flooring, is lifted up and slid to the side, and as you turn around, Dathis, uh, halfway pulling themselves out of the maintenance tunnel, or the crawl space... Um, is a uh, very quiet um, uh, you only you don't get color or anything so you just know that they are either human or near human um, female um, and you do get that same kind of um, vibration through the force before the energies kind of sink. Do I hear anything? She is quiet enough that you are just flying the ship and you do not see the uh, woman that has just pulled herself out of the crawl space behind you. Um, She is, uh, Dathis though, facing the pilot's chair. So she does not Mm. currently see you because you are behind her. 
Um, and you see as she kind of moves, stands up out of the crawl space, and in a quick motion, Ace, you feel somebody kind of grab the scruff of your fur. Woo! Um, and a hand move around to the front of you. Um, all you see is like uh, like red leather fingerless gloves. Um, and then a momentary uh, like spurt of green fire as a knife materializes in their hand at your throat. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm just a hired gun. What? Hey, listen, I'm... We know who you are. Uh, as soon as you speak, uh, Ace, she lets you go, spins around, another knife materializes, and she has knives in your direction, Daphis. I'm not here to fight you. Well, you could have fooled me. You're the Red Widow. You are the Courier's, then. Perhaps. <laughs> Give me a deception roll. Difficulty? Um, it's gonna be three purple. Two success, three threat. <laughs> Your face is like, damn it. Okay. So there's this brief, like, you can see her kind of, like, running the numbers in her, or you can't see anything. Um, but you get this, um, I'm gonna have to get used to this. Um, like, you are generally, uh, because of your connection to the Force and how you see the world, um, with other sentient beings, you're always kind of at a low level of, like, not reading thoughts, but connected enough to other people's mental states where it's kind of like reading body language and facial expression, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. You're picking up, like, surface emotion, kind of. But you can tell from her, like, surface emotions that she is running through the scenarios in her head and isn't... believes that you're the courier, um, but is not... Her suspicions aren't completely assuaged. So she got her back to me. Completely? Yes. Am I not this point, or anything? Uh, no, no. At this point, you've you've reached kind of like um, cruising level, um, so you can like turn and you do see uh, this like five foot eight, uh, like gray skinned female with like ashen blonde hair that's kind of like pulled up into like a messy bun. Um, with, uh, like, these, uh, facial tattoos. Oh! Um. She's a night witch. That's fantastic. She's wearing, like, um, like a black bodysuit. Like, the kind of stuff you'd see, like, um, like, stormtroopers wear under the armor. That kind of, like, skin-tight, um, like, uh, um, like, body glove, essentially. Um, with, like, a little bit of, like, red... Uh, leather padding in the shoulders, um, red leather boots and fingerless gloves, um, and then like a, um, it's the best way to describe it. It's like a, um, almost like a short toga over top. It's like a, over this, over only one shoulder, this like red, um, like short skirted dress. Uh, Night's sister, not Nightwish. That's it, night yeah. Um, you don't see 
like any like holster. She doesn't have any weapons on her other than the knives that she was able to materialize into her hands. Um, but Dathis, she, you can feel her trying to like get a read on you. You know, you could have just given me a heads up. You know, there are ways to contact me. Well, situation changed. Well, that seems to be happening a lot more recently. Um, How do you feel about the Empire? Do you say that? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get my throat cut. Um, uh, well, uh, since we're already in orbit, unless you two have anything we need back down planet side, I guess we can. Um, I think we were meeting you, and that was it. That is very true. Then uh, she kind of uh, moves over to um, the uh, consoles on the side wall of the cockpit uh, that you ace as a you know a pilot. You recognize as the navigator, um, and she starts plugging in um, some things, and you see a destination pop up on the console. Um, Do I recognize the planet? Uh, you recognize the name. You've never been there. Uh, it's a planet called Saijo. Um, it's kind of like a... All you know is that it was uh, a agricultural world um, that was kind of like a nothing planet during like the Old Republic. And then uh, as the Galactic Civil War kind of raged on, the Empire started kind of taking more of a stranglehold on planets like that as they needed to, you know, quick recruitment to refill their ranks after the first Death Star was destroyed and get food out to the soldiers. So they started, like, really sending down uh, troops to these, like, aggro worlds. Um, and that's all you know about Saijo. It's just kind of like... It's like a farm planet, essentially. Why are we going there? Well... My uh, contact with the network uh, heard rumors of, uh, well, do either of you know a man by the name of Adam Talon? No. No. He was uh, some hotshot uh, space commander during the Clone War. Uh, supposedly, you know, he transferred over to the Empire uh, and then did not agree with uh, their methods and died in a pirate raid. Um, but recently it has come to light that his death might have been exaggerated. And with the current lockdown of the sector, the network needs someone to lead and to uh, be a figurehead for the resistance against the Imperium. So. They wanted me to help track down Talon. I know what you're doing, by the way. I just, I just want to interject. I just remembered what that symbol is. I know what you're doing. <laughs> um, so I was uh, told to infiltrate the bounty hunters that the Imperator hired. I got uh, acquainted with Rick because he seemed to have uh, a lead. And that lead uh, is on Saijo. There apparently has been uh, whispers there of 
either Talon himself or his associates. Alright. Alright. Um, what is needed of us? Well, you're part of the network, yes? I mean... Alright. Story time! <laughs> okay, are we doing it this way? Yeah, uh, so... Street fight. Intercepted. Bunch human gang killed a guy. We sorted it out. Killed most of them. One got away. Big old slap on the wrist. We found the data pad on the corpse of someone that seemed like he was in the network. So we're continuing off of his footsteps. We we don't know what the network is or whatever this is. We just don't like the Empire and feels like this is something against the Empire. So... I'm here serving the memory of the Rodian that died. I, I hate <laughs> She's very intense. <laughs> She's very intense, and I hate stormtroopers. That's all you need to know. Well, beggars can't be choosers, I guess. Um, we managed it this far. That is we, we, killed the, we killed most of the gang that killed the one guy that was part of the network, so we're better than him. Very true. And two is better than one, so I, I can't argue there. Right, well, welcome to the resistance then. Uh, and as the uh, Navi computer finishes doing the calculations, uh, Ace, you hit the lever uh, <laughs> right as, like, Utapau is not, like, blockaded, but it does have a few Imperial ships that do patrols. Um, nothing big, it's like one victory class Star Destroyer and then a couple of like Raider class Corvettes. So one of the Raider class Corvettes like moves into like intercept trajectory towards uh, the Rook and you hear over your open comms like uh, VCX 100, please stand by for scat- wait, where are you going? <laughs> and then you just hit light speed. Um, and that is where we'll end today. Um, you guys are going to get 30 XP. So I don't think we have any bookkeeping we need to do. Um, so uh, it's going to be weird because Al's not here. Uh, so usually the outro, after I say my bit, somebody says, buh bye uh, So one of you gets to fight over who gets to do it. So we will see all of you in the next one. See ya. Bye!